0: podcast for hairdressers.
1: Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. It's Jessie here. We are going to be talking all things toxic relationships today. This is a question I get a lot on social media. People will DM me and ask, how do I handle uh, losing a friend? Because I've publicly lost some friends. Or I've also gotten, how do I handle working at a salon where there's mean girls, or the boss doesn't like me, or there's some type of conflict or tension. So we kind of wanted to address that today. I, of course, have my co-host, Stu, with me.
2: What is up, you guys? And we have Addie here. Hi guys, it's Addie. <laughs> Her famous line.
1: So Addie is a stylist at our salon. and if you follow us on Instagram, you probably know that she's on our education team as well. So she's been traveling with us for officially a year now, which is exciting. Um, but she's been with the salon for like over two years, right? something like that. So we brought her in to kind of get her take on this. All of us have experienced different types of work relationships and friendships that have turned toxic. So we're going to be talking about that, answering your guys' questions, and giving advice. So first things first, Stu, (laughs) have you ever had a toxic friendship or work relationship?
2: Oh, have I? I'm sure. You guys who are listening, especially if you follow me over on Instagram, you probably have seen a little bit about it. But there has been situations before in the past where I've just like would walk into work and maybe there was another stylist and I'd be like, oh, look who's here. or Oh, look who's arrived. (laughs) Look what the cat dragged in. (laughs) Or in situations where like people are just like, whether it's jealousy or anything like that, it's just been like. Obviously, it's like the hardest thing whenever you like love your job and you love coming here, but that one person can kind of ruin it for you. Yeah. But I told a little bit about it on the like Stu Stories podcast. And honestly, just like instead of like fighting fire with fire, I thought the best way to deal with it is just letting that fire like light up your ambitions and kind of like oh. use that towards something that you want. And that said, I did. And I feel like that did have a big role into like how I became an educator and like part of the podcast and just like. A part of the Jay-Z family more than just like doing hair. Yeah, it's true.
1: And I feel like it's important to say that every salon is gonna have drama. Like it's a bunch of girls and usually gay boys together in one setting. And we're crazy. For real. Like hair schools have drama, salons have drama. So it's okay to have that. Like, Don't think that you're in a bad salon or that you're a bad salon owner if that's happening. It's human nature to have problems within a bunch of people that work together. But we kind of wanted to give our take on how to handle it both as a stylist and a salon owner because those situations are never fun. And even though it's unavoidable, you definitely want to make sure that if there are issues behind the scenes that your clients never feel that. And I think a big problem with Stu's situation was clients were being brought into it. And I think that's where it really crossed the line for you
2: um exactly because like it was getting so out of hand like even after the stylist left they would like come to buy hair or some of our products yeah. which thanks for the support yeah but um my clients would be like in the parking lot and they would sit outside and wait I guess for my clients and if they recognize one they'd be like hey you should come see me down the street I'm That's just crazy. around the corner and like obviously my clients are going to come in and tell me I'm just like what the heck and it kind of sucks like even though like for like what was it like six months yeah a year total but six months working here I was like just treated very poorly by one person or talked bad about to clients and other stylists and mm-hmm. even like anyone who would listen basically and um even like after that if they if that per- particular person would come into this line I always went out of my way too, to be like hey how are you and try to be a better person and be like you know I moved on from it I hope you have even though I know you haven't um (laughs) I feel like you were always trying to like at least be friendly yeah I I just don't like having like beef with anyone like I don't like you I just don't talk to you anymore Mm but I feel like it's just an awkward situation like whenever you're in like a work group with someone and you have to see them every day I'm just like what's like just kill them with kindness. Yeah. Shout out to Harry Styles, kill them with <laughs> kindness. Treat
1: people with kindness. Well, and Addie, you also kind of witnessed that behavior firsthand. And I feel like you were kind of the victim of it too. Like, Yeah. It
0: was like rage and talking all the time. and It's awkward when everyone we work with is like right there, but then someone's trying to whisper and someone's trying to whisper and it puts you in an awkward position because you never want to be dragged in the middle and like think you're a part of that too.
1: Yeah. Cause they do say that if you're like listening to someone gossip and you don't stop them, you're just as bad. Yeah, you know,
0: association
1: exactly. And I feel like a lot of stylists probably felt so uncomfortable being put in the yeah. middle. So a big piece of advice: if you don't like someone you work with, don't talk badly to other stylists no. you work with because it only makes you look bad. I think you know, and it also just creates tension where there doesn't need to be any. So I think that's a hard situation, and I think it's important to address that as a salon owner, I had to handle these situations differently than you guys as stylists did mm-hmm. because you guys can just kind of like suck it up and be like, whatever. Um, and there's not much you can do. But with me, I feel like I had to kind of step in at some point and be like, okay, hey, this behavior isn't acceptable. And with the person we're talking about, I feel like I did give multiple chances and tried to help and it just never was received well. And We all tried and it just ended up not working out and that's okay. So if you ever have to like let someone go because of behavior like that, or if they decide to move on because it's not the right fit, totally fine. I think as an owner, it's really hard to balance friendships with employees because it's a fine line and it can get kind of tricky sometimes. So that's definitely no fun. Um, It's also hard because I feel like Especially with our platform, we do have people that, like, follow us and they get to know the people who work here. And so anytime someone leaves, I just, like, panic that they're going to be like, oh, Jay-Z was a terrible place to work. Like, people are going to assume that. No. No.
0: I think it's hard, too, when, like,
1: one person has,
0: like, a problem with the 16 other people that work here. It's not like – there's a common denominator because
1: the problems.
2: Usually, sometimes. whenever yeah. Yeah, usually whenever you're the only person you like in a group, it's usually you that's the <laughs> problem.
1: If you have a problem with everyone in the group, it's you, not them. <laughs> that's that is the truth, and I think that this person we're talking about was going through a lot personally, and definitely know. had some depression and anxiety issues, which I'm super sympathetic to because I've gone through that, um, and I did try to help them through it, but I feel like
2: there's a difference between struggling with that and trying to figure it out for yourself though and then just being like blatantly rude. mean girl or like rude. to like,
0: tear people down to make yourself feel better
2: yeah yeah that's, that's an issue on itself aside from anxiety yeah. and depression or anything else you have going on I think and not to like sound unempathetic towards anyone who is dealing with mental illness I have a lot of people in my family like my close family that deal with that mm-hmm. my close some of my friends who deal with mental illness so like I do like understand that to a certain degree even though like I don't really go through it a ton, I guess myself, but you're sympathetic without, to it, yeah.
1: Well, and I feel like this person definitely targeted you Stu but I feel like everyone did feel bullied by them in a sense because their personality was just like a little more harsh, and it was like Addy would walk in and he's like, "Well, you look like shit today," uh, you know. So it's just kind of like yeah. it happens. That sweatpants on at work
2: today. <laughs> <Sox and laughs> you're like, "Hmm,
1: I'll give it back yeah. to you." Well, and it would happen to me too. Like I remember I walked yeah. in one day and that they were the like,
2: in the." Yes. Table, they the were like, room.
1: I thought you were actually going to look cute today. And then another stylist was like, you can't
2: talk to her like that. And it was like, oh. God. Shout out to Shelby for sticking up mm-hmm. for Jesse. Right? Because she never does it She's the off. best.
1: She's fiery. I love her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it's just important to, as a salon owner, build a team of people that like will support each other, love each other, be friends. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has to be best friends outside of work. like. But as long as you're getting along in the back room and you guys can like – you know, artistically create things together in the same space and be friendly. I feel like that's important because your clients pick up on the energy. And I feel like we have such a good energy right now. It's yeah. really good.
2: It really is. I feel like this is the best crew, which has been like this for a while, mm-hmm. but I feel like the team that yeah. Jay-Z has now is like from everyone who like from someone who answers the phone to like shipping orders to like every stylist. I feel like this is like the most, like it's felt like a family and it's just been like, the best, like yeah. no one has any problems with anyone. All of like the toxic toxicity. Toxicity is that a word? Toxic. All the toxic vibes are out of here, <laughs> which we I'm grateful for. The salon. <laughs> we actually should. should. <gasps> need to on Amazon.
0: Wait, you actually ordered? Yeah. some Yeah. We are talking about our because like, she said she said for us this is
1: me Where do you order? I'm you're like, like I'm I doing it. I should do that too. That's amazing. Let's yeah. actually do that. Yeah. I'm, that's, we do okay. yeah, we could do a YouTube video like saging the salon. Saging the salon. <laughs> I'm dying. Bad vibes <laughs> no more. Well, and I think that as a salon owner, um, like I said, it's kind of stressful to find the right team, but just know that it does take years. Like Stu was just saying, like you know, we opened our doors four years ago and we have had people come and we've had people leave. And yeah, that's I've only been
2: here for two years, and a year and a half. Yeah. And you're still here, I'm unfortunately,
1: just kidding. <laughs> but no, I feel like it does take, you know, people leaving and new people coming in to find your team. But that being said, there will always be turnover. Like in a year we could have new people or some people have left and that's fine. Like it doesn't always have to be like dramatic when people leave. Um, but it does take time just to find the right people and that's okay. So um if you are being bullied by another stylist whether you know their feelings are justified or not I think that the best thing you can do is have open communication. I know that Stu tried that a few times and I remember at premiere like that discussion you guys had it was like hours and it was just like you tried so many times like i know this firsthand and i felt like i was in the middle because i was friends with you both and so i was trying to make them feel better and you feel better and it got really hard um but some situations can be resolved by just like sitting down and being like hey what's your issue what's mine let's move on um but i think in your situation where, where there's like deeper feelings on one end it, it is a little harder and sometimes it is best just to go separate ways um but i i do think that for any stylist out there going through this like either go to your boss and talk about this or talk to them personally and see if
2: it can be resolved. I don't even have anything to say. Thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, I'm just glad that like at the end of the day, like you were saying, like referring back to like people are going to follow you on Instagram and think they know what's going on. But at the end of the day, you honestly like, unless you're here living with it, working here, like seeing it firsthand, you have no idea what actually is going on in our lives, no matter like how much we put out there on any like social media platform. Mm -hmm. So
1: Well, and I heard this quote once that said, there's three sides to every story, your side, their side, and the truth. And I think that's so true because- Mm -hmm. Everyone interprets it. Exactly. Depending on your feelings, you're going to see things so differently than someone else might. So like you're going to have a version of the truth. I am. And so is this other person. So just because we may not agree with things they're saying now or things that they say happen doesn't mean it's not their truth. And I think that's important to acknowledge. So, you know, letting everyone live their truth and say how they feel and feelings are justified, whether they're right or wrong, everyone has a right to feel things. And at the end of the day, like, you can't let other people's behaviors affect your life. And I think that we've gotten to a point now where we've been able to let it go. And it's been better for everyone involved. Like they're yeah. at a deep new salon doing great. We're here doing great. And that's all you can ask for in that situation. You know, she's like, I'm over Let's it. Move on
2: to
1: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Addie. So, you have had a situation when you first started out in the hair world and i thought it was important to talk about this because assisting's so great like you learned so so much but i feel like you went through an interesting experience and without saying like names or talking too much mm-hmm. about it i just wanted you to give advice on how you would have handled it differently or how you would suggest handling it
0: i think going back i would have handled it differently on like sticking up for myself more but then like also coming to you i think
1: mm-hmm. i was more, more nervous
0: of coming to you I and mean, being like I just want to work at your salon. I love this place, but I've worked for four years for free here.
1: <laughs> so no, give wow, us a little, years. yeah, give us a little backstory. And, like, um, what happened.
0: So someone started doing my hair that worked at the salon and then ended up meeting a nanny. I was free at the time. So I did, I ended up nannying for four years and then I assisted for a year and I did it all for free. So but I not really, willing, not like <laughs> not yeah. willingly. Like, no, were I was like, Benbo request. Like, cause that was like in the deal at first, Benbo request hundreds of times, nothing. I mean dolphins at some point and I'm like well you can't pay me this now
1: Yeah, and so then it just kind of rolled off and became
2: you're doing your tax returns this year and you're like actually I need that (laughs) $20,000 so I can claim
1: it (laughs) (laughs) Please, well and I think it's um, admirable of you because not a lot of people would do that Uh -uh. and we always joke that Addie like paid her dues to get where she's at because she (laughs) literally just like wanted to work here and she was willing to work (laughs) as an assistant for free to be able to be a stylist and I didn't know any of this Yeah, I thought you were getting paid and you didn't officially work for Jay-Z. So I felt yeah. you probably felt uncomfortable yeah. coming to me. Um, because our stylist can hire assistants and have them just work for them, you know? Um, but yeah, as soon as I found out about that, I was like, Oh my gosh, Addy's a trooper. Like that kind of showed me your work ethic because I was like, Oh my. And I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm just glad that you like didn't stuck it out. Yeah, that you stuck it out. I'm
2: happy you're here today. Yeah. Me too. I always say too like the best part of assisting is you're getting paid to learn. But before Addie was just going to school. I was (laughs) paying
0: to learn and not getting paid
1: to learn. Right? Like you were literally just hustling for free. I admire that. But then I think it was hard because I knew so much that was going on
0: here. Yeah. And didn't really know anyone here. And I was
1: bottling it up and then you were resentful for sure towards Mm -hmm. the end. Yeah.
0: And then, like, lost it all because it was just...
1: Well, and I think when you finally came to me, that's when, like, a lot of things clicked for me. Yeah. And I realized that this person wasn't a great employee, wasn't a great friend. And not that it's, you know, anything against this person. It just wasn't the right fit in my personal life or the salon for anyone. And I think I'm I'm really glad you came to me because it's when things started, like, clicking together and stories started, like, adding up. And we were like, oh, this is what's been going on. So... From a boss's perspective, I would say if you're ever going through something like this, go to your salon owner as soon as you can, because I was so oblivious and like how humiliating that like you maybe thought I knew like, oh, she's just okay with me not getting paid. And I would never want anyone to think that, you know? So I would say if you're ever in a situation like that, make sure you talk to someone, um, stand up for yourself, like Addie said, and I
0: think respect communication, like open communication
1: yeah. is key. Cause it turns out like so many people in both of
0: situations, too, and I talked about,
1: felt the same way. No one just wanted to, to stand up and say it. Well, in, in a way, it's kind of a blessing in disguise it went on that long because the longer you were here, the more we got to know you yeah. and you like got your foot in the door. Yeah. So it, it worked, but like in a weird way. <laughs> um,
2: Everything happens for a reason. We have learned that for sure. Um
1: I've been beat to hell this year. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 sucked for everyone. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, it sucked
2: on social media, it sucked going out because of COVID and restrictions <sighs> and like trying to get new- a new normal in your life. It sucked from everything. But you know what? We survived and this year is just all high road.
1: I will say though, even though twenty twenty was hard, I feel like our education like reached a new level in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. our classes have never been better. We finally found like a good structure. We have a great team, amazing students. Like it's been You're awesome. Right. Yeah, so, we have the
2: dream team, like oh my gosh, i the education team and like the whole entire salon and JC. Yeah. Education with Jesse, just everything's just like that year, like with all that crap just like rolled into a ball and, like <laughs> snowballed into something great. It's so true. As weird as that sounds. No,
1: it is. And I feel like this year was so crazy for so many people, but it was also a year people found themselves and like think of like if twenty twenty was normal, things would be really different right now. I feel like so many things happened because of it that were actually good. So it's kind of cool to see the positive on it, but
2: it's um, insane in the membrane. I like it just because it slowed down so much. Everyone
0: had time to like reflect on their lives.
1: It's true. Everything changed. It's true. I yeah. feel like 2020 was my year to like get rid of like toxic and negative energy for Thank sure. God I stuck around. I know, right? Yeah. No, but and I you, think you
2: didn't just one drop of toxic. Just, just a definitely. little bit. I've well, keep you it know what?
1: I think it's important to note that someone can be toxic to you, but there's also times you're toxic to other people. Like, yeah. because we're saying toxic friendships, it doesn't mean those people are toxic people. I mean, they may or may not be, but it's like those situations were toxic for us, but maybe they're a good friend or a good employee to someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've been the toxic one in a relationship before I know it. Like, I'm sure we've all had those moments because no one's perfect. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you are resonating with the villain in these situations, Mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe it's a good thing to like look in the mirror and change your behaviors. Like it's never too late to change. We've all
2: had to check ourselves before at some point or another. Yeah.
1: And what I love about us and like the team we have right now is I feel like we all are so open and like we can talk about anything. Like if it's bothering you, I'm like, just come talk to me. Like, even if it's uncomfortable or awkward, I would rather get it out there than like letting it like build up and like create resentment, you know? And I feel like I've done that in the past and I usually get walked all over because of it. And I feel like my goal this year is to like really change that behavior because as a boss and a friend, it just doesn't do anyone any good. So, um, I do want to just say that for anyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure you follow us on Instagram, and I myself have lost employees and friends publicly. Stu's kind of been drugged through it. Addie's been in those situations, but not as publicly. <laughs> like, luckily, you get to stay out of like the social media mess you're usually. Not
2: the one, yeah, thank God, Addie. True.
1: She's gonna take you by storm. Just watch. She is. She's coming for you. Um, but we've all experienced these things, and some things have been put out online, and then, like Stu said, no one really knows like the real, like, or at least our side of what happened. I've said a few things about certain situations and on the podcast I've touched on it but um, there was a situation like a week ago where me and Stu were kind of brought into some drama and I think both of our reactions immediately were like let's fight Jeffrey back
2: Jeffree Star drag on
1: yeah like let's Jeffree Star Tati James wrestle. let's make this a freaking like what's oh, it called drama get in uh, like you know <laughs> drama yeah. get in drama get in 2.0 but I think we both luckily took a few um, minutes to like collect our thoughts and think about it. And then we both just decided like, you know, at what point do you keep addressing negative energy? For two years. Yeah. Like we did it for so long. And it's funny because it had been months without this being brought up. And then all of a sudden it was just like, bam. And I think it was very calculated. And I didn't feel like that person deserved – the response of us reacting because that's what they wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. And if they didn't want that, they wouldn't have done it. So I felt like we handled that the best way. We both agreed. I think Stu did a little story, like, addressing it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we both agreed, like, we're not going to make this a big deal on Instagram. And then we kind of came up with this idea to do the podcast because why not take our situations and help other people? Because I get DMs all the time about stuff like this. As
2: much as I'm over talking about this, because, like, I'm sure you guys, like, y'all probably, anyone who's, like, seen or kept up with this – has probably known for, like, maybe since July. That's when I did my first post about it yeah. on Instagram. And so was that not even – that's, like, seven Half months. A year ago, yeah. Eight, eight, seven, eight months. And so, like, but this has been, like, two years of my life, so I'm ready to move on. I feel like a housewife that's, like, at a reunion, and they just keep t- bringing up the same crap over and <laughs> over You're like, that was last season. Ever. I know. <laughs> Let's I'm like,
1: move on. I'm like, I'm about to flip a table. But I think it's good that we can maybe help other people and – We're not doing this to drag anyone. That's why we're not saying names. I'm sure some of you will know the people we're talking about, but it's hard because people do follow us, and you kind of forget when you follow someone that you don't actually know them in real life. Like, you kind of feel like you're friends with them because you follow their days and you see what they're posting. And when friendships end that they're used to seeing online, everyone feels like they deserve answers, which I get. Like, when people I follow have things happen, I'm always, like, so curious. Um, And it's funny because I kind of feel like, in a sense – when you follow someone online, whether it's a celebrity or just normal people like us, you you kind of want that storyline to be wrapped up. Like you, it's someone's real life, but it's like, oh, okay, I've been – Yes, it's like, what happened? It's just – it's normal human nature to be curious. So we get questions a lot. And I mean, there's so much in both situations that happen that we could never talk about out of respect for those people, for ourselves, the situations, um, but – It's like, also, if you weren't here to experience it all, it's just impossible to explain. Um, But I think it's, you know, always the best thing to do is to take the high road. You know, I, the more you get sucked into things, uh, you're just fanning the flames, like Stu said. And um, I just think it's best to, you know, either talk to that person directly, which I've tried with one of these people and it never happens, um, or move on and just don't give it your energy anymore.
2: And if you're, like, on the other side of things where, like, your boss or someone's confronting you about an issue, whether you know, like, if you're doing it or not, Mm -hmm. or to, like, upset them or make them feel uncomfortable, I would just say that the best thing to do, honestly, is just take ownership. Don't just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's just going to make things spiral more out of control. I feel like, I don't know, like, taking ownership at the end of the day and just owning it, saying, like, you know, what I have been treating you badly or I have done this and I'll work on it, whether you just don't talk to them or acknowledge them. That would be better than like going out of your way to like try to bring them down in a way or take their clients or talk bad about them, talk bad about them like in the salon or on Instagram or
1: well, I'm glad you said that because this person had kind of said things online. Like I never gave them a chance to express their feelings or listen to their side. And I did. And I know it can be intimidating when a boss is like, Hey, Talk to me. What's going on? You know, and I'm addressing their flaws and other people's. But every time I talked to this person, it was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I don't. I mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah. Or like, I don't
2: care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, I, forgot. I, forgot. I forgot.
1: Like literally. Like, it, and so it was hard for me because I'm like, I understand that it's intimidating when your boss and like someone who you consider a friend is like, what's going on? But like, there's only so much I can do to get your version of the truth out of you. Like, I tried so many times, and the last conversation we had as my employee is, it was like that where I'm like, what is going on? I'm hearing all these things. Yeah. I, I don't I know. Remember. I forgot. I don't remember. And it's like, I don't like, remember
2: if I'm packing up and moving across the country or if I'm going to be moving to a different salon down the street. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Like, well, and, shit, that stuff really slips your brain sometimes,
1: <laughs> right? I'm like, okay. But, and it wasn't even the fact that like, if someone's leaving my salon, it's none of my business until they tell me, I agree with that. But it wasn't even just that it was Rumors that were circulating and clients hearing things and things that were being said about us, and we're taking
2: your clients out, yes, to bad yeah. about me.
1: taking them to lunch, and it's they felt like so uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I'm
0: telling them things that about everyone here, you know, mm-hmm.
1: in a personal life
0: that's no one else's business,
1: exactly. Really? And yeah. talking bad about other stylists, not even just you, you know, and that's where it crossed the line. And that's when I wanted to address these things. And then it was all of a sudden, I don't know, I don't know, and I was like okay, if you're not going to answer, then we need to just move on. Like, if I'm not going to be able to talk to you about this, you need to leave. And, you know, I I want to address one thing. I may keep this in and I may cut this out. Um, this person had said online that I was, like, spying on them with my cameras. And I want to clarify this because
2: – Was that really said? Yes. Oh, no.
1: Both of these stylists have said that I would spy on their conversations. Um, and I want to clarify this because we do have cameras in the salon. They do have audio, they do have video. So number one, it's my salon and I can listen or watch anything I feel like I need to. So (laughs) that's not spying, you're in my building that I own. So I just wanna clarify that. But number two, I actually never watch the cameras, like ever. I used that as an excuse because in both of these situations, I had stylists coming to me, sometimes clients coming to me complaining, but they didn't want me to throw them under the bus. And so I had to use the cameras as a way to be like, I heard you talking about this because I knew it had happened in the salon, but I didn't want to make someone else feel awkward if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to clarify that because I feel like I was kind of painted to be this like little spy. Wait, what?
0: I didn't hear that part, but I remember both those people would talk to me in the break room. And face the opposite way and, and whisper. And I'm like,
1: like the don't mm-hmm. and then I'm,
0: like, I'm like, who? They're you're listening. You're
1: Michelle's in his office <laughs> listening. <laughs> well, because and it, just in the
0: But also, if you though, feel like different.
1: you should have to whisper and turn
0: around and you can't talk about it in the front of the camera, you probably shouldn't be talking about it
1: at all. Amen. Talk about it on your own time. But if yeah. you're in my building, don't re- disrespect yes, you're in me. Your own, you know?
0: Right. Your salon. And
1: yeah. I own this building. Like, you hear it, you can hear it. Yeah. There's a reason. There's yeah. cameras. And you guys are all aware of them. They're not hidden. Yeah.
2: No so. This place is like area fifty one with a security. I always say yeah. that to my
1: clients, they're like, Can I leave my purse? I'm like, there's
2: cameras everywhere. Good. You're
1: good. We can go back and watch it. Well no, and the best part about us having cameras is remember when we caught Courtney like um flushing her, her extensions down yes, this
2: Or like as many times as I've- Trip fallen or tripped around oh my god okay, Everyone
0: blame me for starting the salon on fire. I was gone. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, with <laughs> the was candle. Like, <laughs> like, it's Addie. Like, you
0: started the salon on fire. I'm like, pull it up on the cameras and I'll tell you who Yeah, right, <laughs> you
2: started the fire. was <laughs> that? Um,
1: um, it was like the wind or something. Like, it blew, like, yeah, a right? blow drying and
0: it blew a thing.
1: In, tell, a towel, like, over the it, candle or the, something.
0: I walked out at the same time, <laughs> so I guess it was. I was just, and goes, you started a fire. I'm like, huh? And I thought she might draw
1: I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, <laughs> she goes no, like legit flames. I was like, huh? Like, oh, okay. That's, interesting. that's
2: so funny. Roll the tape. Roll
1: it. Let's see it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because as a salon owner, you have every right to have security footage and you know, like I've caught people stealing on those cameras and that's what they're for. So I have a right to go look if I want to, but I never do unless they're like, there's something yeah. to look for, you know? Um, but I just think that when it comes to business and friendships, it is so hard to balance the two. And that's why I'm grateful for you guys. Cause I feel like we're able to have a really good balance of like, Hey, I can call you out on something, but we're also going to be friends. And you guys can tell me if there's something that we need to improve on as well. And a good example is this morning with Stu. What happened? <laughs> Yes. Well, the funny thing is, I wanted to bring this up because you just said it. Sometimes, just owning up to when you do something <laughs> wrong is important, and that's why you're a good employee. Is because you never have an excuse; you own up to it, okay. and even if it happens again, you still apologize and own up to it. And that's I respect that so much more than just like lying straight to my face.
2: I don't think I've ever actually lied to you about anything.
1: Hmm. Have I? Let's let's see. <laughs> do a lie detector test. Can we? <laughs> That would be a good YouTube video. We should. I
2: love that. Tell my story? Yeah, tell your story. So this morning, I had an appointment at 10, and Jessie was going to take me because she is my mom. <laughs> and my actual biological mother called me at 6 a.m. because she had to get up early for a meeting. And she was just talking to me about like, stuff going on with my grandpa, and he's having his surgery. And so then I, like, get up after that, and I, like, take a shower. And then I was like, well, she's not going to be here till 9. So I'm just going to, like – Edit a video because, like, if I go back to sleep, like, I'm, like, I, I, like, I usually can't go back to sleep after I wake up. Mm-hmm. And so then I was, like, editing a video. Then my mom calls me. And she's like, you said in your YouTube video today that your little brother eats boogers. And then she's, like, arguing with me <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. I'm like, whatever. I have got to go. I can't. It's too hard to, like, go back and re-upload it like it's staying in there. And so then I doze off. After I've, like, gotten up, taken a shower, like, I'm pretty much ready for the day, I'm just in my robe, and then, like, I wake up, and then I, like, didn't check my phone, because I usually, like, like, lately, I've been, like, putting it on Do Not Disturb whenever I'm doing, like, editing or anything, just so I can go ahead and finish it so it doesn't take hours and hours, and so then Addie calls me, and I was like, oh, hey, girl, what are you doing? And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, just in bed editing, She's like, it's 1040, and I was like,
1: what? He literally just goes dead, and then goes dead silent. I've got to go. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like I've
2: got to go. And then I checked my phone to have like fifteen missed calls from Jesse because she was like outside of my house. For fifteen
1: minutes at nine AM <laughs> waiting for you.
2: Yeah. It was so sad. bad. And then Jesse texted me and said I had texted her and said a few curse words and I was like, oops. And she was like, what happened? And I was like, you know what? To be honest, I just messed up. I fell back asleep."
1: Yeah. And that's when we moved on now. Like, you know, like if you would have like, oh my gosh, like this happened. And like if you would have had all oh those crazy God, excuses, I would have been like, put on fire but it's fine now. Like in my- it just, I wouldn't have been, I just would have been like, don't lie to me. You know, so that's like a friend and an employee. Like that's weird, but you're honest. And so now we can be like, on I'll be there you.
2: in a minute. I've already showered. I just put clothes on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so now that we've talked about all of that, we've talked about, you know, toxic relationships, friendships, work relationships. I was toxic this morning. Yeah, yeah. Stu was toxic this morning. I've been toxic to you before. I flipped out on you and I'm not feeling good. Like, it just happens. So Yeah, her
2: pregnancy was a rough ride. Exactly. I can get that, I you think, can get through
1: anything. I think we're going to make it. That was
2: me serving my time. Like, Addie working for 15 years <laughs> for free. My you cleaning up my vomit. And you guys
1: were arguing
0: the breakup. Oh. I was like, Stu, we are moving today and you're... She's like, I have had a date. I told you on
2: Monday. And you're like,
0: we have to
2: move. She goes, like, you are such a bitch. And I <laughs> love like, everyone. This is me. I love like, <laughs> everyone that works there. But I wasn't talking to my boss. And I was talking to my friend. My roommate. Because it, well, it was about a personal
1: situation. If it had been a work situation, you call me that, I would have been like, in my office now.
2: <laughs> you're
1: getting a demerit. You're, you're, I was about to say, you're divorced. Yeah. <laughs> We're breaking up. Um, but yes, now that we've touched on that, I think we should do Peaks and Pits.
2: All right, let's talk peaks and pits,
1: but I think we should do the peak and pit of our 2020. So like the good point and the bad point of your year. So I'll start and give you guys a chance to think, um, my peak of 20, well, I'm going to start with the pit. I feel like it's always good to start with the negative and then finish on a high note. Um, my pit of 2020 was, I did lose like a lot of relationships, which kind of goes hand in hand with this podcast. Um, you know relationships that were super important to me and i thought i'd have forever and they kind of disintegrated and at the time it was really hard and to this day i still have like issues and i'm dealing with getting through those things but i think that you learn as you lose certain relationships and friendships that it's for the best you know like you can't stay in things that are no longer serving you and i think i've learned like what the meaning of a true friend is and i feel like i have a really good group right now like you know, like you guys and we have Alexa and like...
0: Was it for Jordan?
1: If it wasn't for Jordan, none of us would have lives right now. Like literally, it's kind of weird. We talked about that the other day, but Jordan has a really great group of friends and we've all been like brought into that circle and it's been like so fun. Like everyone gets along well. We all have like really yes. good friendships. Yeah. Like with each other and as a group, like it's just fun. And so I think that my pit would definitely be like losing things I thought I had forever, but I did gain... You know, better things, which is awesome. Um, and then my peak of 2020 would be having Jagger because he's my mm-hmm. little baby and I love him. So, all right, Stu, your turn. Mine's not
2: that sentimental. My <laughs> peak, my pit was gaining 50 pounds.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and my peak was really I love it.
2: posting a picture, well, <gasps> gaining 50 pounds, dyeing my hair red, and Ew. then posting a picture in a sweatshirt, like the chubbiest I've ever been in my life in a sweatshirt that says biscuits like, and <laughs> stuff it. That's gotta be It's my iconic tip. though. Yeah, everyone <laughs> loves it. Like I should come out with like a sweatshirt with that picture on it. <laughs> and my peak, I think, would be losing the 50 pounds, maybe, because <laughs> I feel like I didn't do as much like stuff on like social media and stuff because I was like, I don't want to like be seen or like see myself mm-hmm. like on camera because I was just like so uncomfortable and I feel yeah. like it's helped with my confidence a lot. And I love that. As selfish as that sounds, that is probably, like, the greatest thing. Because I feel like if I didn't, like, gain my confidence back, I wouldn't be, like, where I'm at now with, yeah. like, education and YouTube and the podcast even. Like, I just, like, kind of – not that – I mean, like, I was still, like, on Instagram and stuff, but I was just, like, not as comfortable or, like, confident. Yeah. And so well,
1: – when you're confident, it, like, shines through. Like, yeah, I think a, that does wonders for everyone. I lost
2: 50 pounds. I got a bunch of filler and <laughs>
1: – And that's all you need to be successful, all actually. That's
2: you need to <laughs> succeed. <laughs> All right, Addy, you're up.
0: My pit was waking up from surgery looking like <laughs> was very
2: dope. Oh, my God.
1: I wish uh, you guys could, like, I see her. something. I yes. wish I could
2: send an email to everyone with the picture of Addy. After Maybe after she'll be brave than never
0: want to gain weight. <laughs> yeah, now you know. I like, now I know what I look like, but I thought I was going to have stretch marks because I blew up so much. I literally
1: yeah. think that was one of mine and Stu's pits too because we thought you were going to die.
2: Basically, long story short, long story <laughs> short, Addie got a boob job and she had, got a little bit of a lipo done too. <laughs> so the lipo thing had helium in it and all the helium went to her head, like passed through her boobs because <laughs> her Kill whole all body. my brain cells basically. Yeah, That's why, why she so down. Her head blew up like the size of like... I don't even know the biggest thing you've ever seen your eyes. Her Ooh, she looked
1: like Hitch when he has that reaction yeah, that's to the my Benadryl. <laughs> like
0: yeah. My eyes were so swollen I couldn't
1: open them. Yeah, yeah
2: I'm not even like made You didn't tall. text us for like three yeah. days. Like yeah. I didn't, we didn't hear from you. So, I literally she just, thought she was brain dead and we lost an educator. <laughs> I did too. I was like, shit.
1: <laughs> we lost a friend too, I guess.
2: But. But, is but your hey. peak having your boobs? It was worth it.
0: That could be a peak. Yeah. And then I think just becoming close with you guys. Like, I've loved you guys before, but,
2: like... I think quarantine made us all closer. With you guys closer. Yeah. It's funny because whenever I first started here, you were going through your toxic relationship with that person and I was going through mine with mine. I figured... And, like, they kind of, like, ganged up on everyone in a way. Yeah. Together. And I always thought you hated me. because I, I, like, I
1: thought you were, like, didn't like me, too. Like, yeah, because I really, I like, she was quiet. I felt like
0: I knew so much that I'm, like... What if I say – anything I say? would say, I never knew if it was a secret or if we could tell
1: people. Yeah. Like it was just – You knew a lot of my personal life secrets that I had no idea you knew. And like thank God you're still here because (laughs) – but no, I, I get that. I remember you were like assisting for like a year at this point, and we really had never talked. Like we'd said hi to each other, but like we yeah. hadn't had a good conversation. And then you texted me on Instagram and was like, "I just want to let you know I look up to you so much, and I would love to work for you one day." And I was like, "Addie likes me? Like what?" <laughs> <laughs> and not that I thought you were rude, I just thought like you didn't care, you know, or something. But like yeah. I think it is because you were just like you didn't know what you were allowed to do. Yeah, or anything
0: say. I would say, you
2: can't tell. My God, like, I don't know what I, can. I can't say. I'm just not saying. Yeah, I'm going whisper into your left ear. No, blink once on. if you agree.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm gonna write you a secret message in the bowl of this thinking, you pretend you're cleaning it to read it. <laughs> oh my god. So you basically worked for the CIA. You knew all the secrets about the world. I was on a yeah. gag order. <laughs> for real. <laughs> and those are
1: brutal. I know. I was on a gag
0: order
1: And now we all know. I I think that is a good peek. Like you know, during quarantines, Stu and Addie would come work in the warehouse with us. And even though that was such a weird time, don't you guys it's like so kind of love it? Yeah. yeah, like it was good memories. We would order lunch. That's how we all gained weight. Yeah,
2: and we would talk. With this pregnant full, Yeah, baby gained my weight. It's true. But then it's all Jessica's fault. I basically. lost it, and you lost
1: it. So. We're back, baby. 2021 is going to be the skinniest we've ever been. But yeah, those You're are. Really
2: yeah. Being skinny and having big lips.
1: Me and Addie were like, as soon as we can work out after our surgeries, it's over for <laughs> oh everyone. God. We're going to be in the gym every day. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I love it. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's kind of like a controversial subject for us. And, you know, trust me, we did not want to like start drama or create anything by talking about these things, but they were big things that happened to us. And, you know, it's important to address as much as we can without being inappropriate and hopefully it helps someone. So if you guys have any questions about this podcast or if you need advice in a situation that you're in, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, Remember that you can follow us on Instagram for all the podcast, business, extension, and education updates at Co. And then my Instagram is Styles, And my personal is just Jesse with four eyes.
2: And my personal, well, I guess my personal <laughs> and my hair page because I just do everything in one, um, is going to be stew.styles with a Z. And
1: my personal and my hair page is Beauty Mark, And she is going to be... Popping on Instagram lately because one of follow- her goals
2: is to post more, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> and if You're not following Addie, and you're I not a baddie. You're Fifty pounds this year. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love that. hope your lips deflate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.